This podcast is brought to you in part by investattheteam.com. We have created the official merch of Generational Wealth. You have to shift your mindset from employee to you can fire me the boss. Always remember, no sacrifice, no reward. Hood Estates, exclusive collection available at investattheteam.com. Now back to the world's greatest podcast. Are we on the air, sugar? You're listening to Tweet Talk. Yes! A Black Wealth Podcast. Build wealth, invest, own, and close the wealth gap. Now it's time to break down these financial concepts with your host, Mr. Time Millionaire himself, Charles Oglesby, and Raphael Husband. Tweet Talk, episode 34. It's lit episode Kevin Durant. Durant is 35, man. Kevin Durant was 34 when he played for Texas, man. Was he? In Oklahoma? He was, 30, he was 34 and he changed his number to 35. Mm. When he went pro or something like that. Hold on one second. I think he was 34 when he played for OKC. Mm. Let's see. Citing sources. Yeah. That's that funny stuff they say on uh, Twitter, man. Can you cite your sources, Charles? <laughs> that's, so, that's social justice Twitter, man. Social justice Twitter. How many Twitters are there? <laughs> <laughs> There's a new one every day. They call us, what do they call us today? At first it was like, it was, uh, what was it called? It was like Wealth Twitter. Okay. And then it was like some other some other name they made it's up. Enticed, but, oh yeah, today it yeah. was um, Twitter. Uh, Black Real Estate, what did they say? Black Real Man. Estate Twitter, okay. Something like that. But anyway, Tweet Talk, <laughs> you know the deal. It's Raphael, it's Charles, oh. and this week, we got special guest, Mr. Owner Be Owns, Andre C. Hatchet in the building. What's going on, great people? It's lit. It it's is lit. Good. Happy to be here, honored to be here on Tweet Twizzle. Tweet Twizzle. Have a conversation with y'all great brothers, icons. Uh-huh, uh, yeah, let's, uh-huh. Ooh, yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah, let's do it. And for the people listening, just a reminder, we are the source. There's so many ways to get money out here. It could be real estate, real estate e-commerce. Too. E-commerce really lit. But the common denominator, whether you got trucks, rentals, you flipping houses, whatever, common denominator is you are the source. It's all about you and what you do. No matter the vehicle, you're the driver. If you don't know who Andre C. Hatchet is, you must not be black and on the internet. <laughs> you can't be. <laughs> you can't be. When funny. I first saw this guy, I kind of thought of him as like, no offense, 
Doctor Boyce Watkins kind of like sidekick, like right hand man. I'll, I'll take either one of those sidekick, right hand man. So what? Uh, understudy, intern. I kept. I'm cool. I kept watching, and I saw this guy just blow up. Well, maybe he didn't blow up when I was watching, but I just started noticing this guy had a lot going on himself. So. The main thing Andre, as far as I know, is, is known for is his brand with the best slogan ever, own or be owned, and for the mobile notary school. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Andre, before we ready to start. Yeah, so um, great evening, guys. So 37, 37, long-time entrepreneur, old school, like selling lemonade. Um, when I was a kid selling candy in school, we shoveled snow when it snowed. I mean, like nine, 10, 11 years old, just, just that guy. And excuse me, when, when I was 22, I bought my first property, 23, bought another property um, with my aunt, actually, with my aunt. Uh, at 23-ish, 24-ish, started my first corporation, which is my notary business. So we've had it ever since, I've been making money ever since. And my, I guess my only career that I had was working with special needs children from 19 to about 27. So I haven't had a job in 10 years. And my main source of income over the majority of the 10 years has been my notary business. And I just said, yes, I work a lot with Dr. Boyce Watkins. Um, and I did not take offense to that term. Uh, so I'm somebody who gets in where you got to get in, man. I, I have no problem being an understudy, intern. You, man, you got to get it how you live. Get it how you live. And, and, it, and here's one of the things. A lot of people, they pick ego and being the man over getting in. Once you're in, you can learn, you can advance, you can branch off, you can stay there, whatever. But you got to get in how you got to get in. And, 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 and the things that I've done to get into doors is, the, what, is a large part of the reason that um, I'm an established I don't think everyone knows who I am on Who's Black Online, but you know, a good amount of people do. <laughs> but it all started from old-fashioned grunt work, showing up, helping, being kind, and being thorough. And um, I'm a, I'm a three-time author too. I have three books. I forgot what I was watching, but they were talking about like there is a superhero or like a superstar who started out being a sidekick that we didn't know. Mm -hmm. And like Charlemagne the God, he started out just kind of working for Wendy Williams. Like all these people you see that are at the top, they got in the door somehow. We see them now that they're at the top, but you, we don't see them when they were interning, when they were doing all that stuff that these people think they're above. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, it's funny because we see a lot of people who like they have these grand visions and it's always a grand vision. Like, Oh, I want to be this person, a DJ. I want to be whatever. Or I want to be a business owner, but they're not Charles willing to Ogilvy. <laughs> they're not willing to start like small, start with what they have. And do, I feel like if more, of us, right, if more of us would take the Andre approach, a lot of us would be a lot further. Yeah, um, it works. Um, I think it's a, since this is tweet talk, I tweeted the other day, one of the things I love about you, Charles, is it, I, I think it's been a solid three years you've been online for him in public with your <laughs> stuff. And I mean, he was doing everybody's stuff, man. I mean, free, paid, lower paid, or or paid less than what he can command now. But he was doing it like, oh my, God, this guy don't play around. But now, you know, one k a day meals, um, <laughs> full time gig, and and things are done. And if you look at, 
if you look at the overall body of work, it, it, it just got done. It was yes. It was yes for the first few years. Now you're more decisive about things. Now you, you know, charge a couple hundred bucks an hour. You, you talk to people on your lunch break or on weekends. But it was yes to get started. Yes, yeah. I don't care. I, I'll just do it. I'll just do it. Oh, pay me, not pay me. I don't care. I'll do it. And it works. It works. Yeah. It works That's to great. be thorough. I forgot about that. I, I remember I put out once that I was going to do a bunch of free consultations. And people booked it up. I was doing free consultation, free consultation, free consultation. Yep. And now I don't have to do free consultations. No. Even, even with like the Stock Investment Club. The Stock Investment Club has gradually become more and more of a paid subscription service. Mm. So for everybody who started, it was free. And then I was like, this is a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of work. Sure. And so they were like, all right, well, we'll start for new members. We'll start charging like five bucks. And then I was like, all right, well, I mean, five bucks, it's not really doing anything for us. And I was like, okay, now we're charging 10 bucks. Now we charge 25 bucks. And we're not getting rich, but at least it allows us to commit the time to make it a great experience for people. Mm-hmm. But we didn't get there by just popping out and say, hey, I got this club and you got to char- pay 25, 30, 50 to get in. Like, no, like we created a footprint. The world is so big. The world is bigger than your 300, 400, 500 people. There's billions of people out there that want to work with you, but you still got to gotta infiltrate the market. And I think that a lot of people don't realize that you got to kind of like, what do you call it? Insert yourself into the market by going low cost and then you can gradually raise your rates up. That's just my strategy. That's not everybody's strategy. Some people mm-hmm. take the Tesla approach. Yeah. But yeah. Either way, you got to get in. Either way, you got to mm-hmm. get in. And, and, and the silliest thing to do is to let being the man or the woman having too much pride to get started. Ever talk to someone who's unhappy with their life, that they're not financially where they want to be, and they have ego? <laughs> it's like, that's a bad combination. Right. Get your ego later. I mean, I don't believe in, I don't, I don't think you should lead with ego. It, it, it can cut out a lot of the good out of your life. It, it could block a lot of um, good. But it's the wrong time to do it. If you're going to do it, do it later. You, you, you got to do something to get where you got to get, man. Yeah. I feel like the crazy thing about me is I kind of have an ego, but I also have humility. Mm, yeah. I so would say I would it's say like that. when I approach certain things, I got to know which kind of Charles to put on. That's if I'm approaching somebody who's bigger than me, who I want to work with, you got to be the, the humble person. Like, Hey, how can I help you? What yeah. can I do for you? Not like, coming to somebody as if you are somebody when you aren't truly somebody to that person, maybe to the people back home, you are somebody, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you're trying to get to the next level. So I yeah. think that's hundred percent right. I use the word bravado uh, for me, describe me um, because it means you have to be bold enough to believe you could do it. So, so I, I, I was dating a woman. I was 29 to like 31 ish. Um, so I always had my end goal. My end goal was to, be able to work from wherever I wanted to in the world. That was the end goal. I didn't know how I was going to get there. She thought I was a crazy. <laughs> it was something funny. One day I went to her phone. Uh, we weren't on the best of terms at that time. And I saw an email she had sent to her friend, right? And she said, I'm dating this guy. He's kind of a dreamer. Here's what I emailed him. What do you think about this? You think it was too harsh? I was like, oh, shit. Okay. All right. 
So, but um, like now, I'm solid. Do you do you think that pushed you and motivated you to keep going when times weren't? Hell yeah. Yeah. It, it wasn't just her, but when you are in love and you're pursuing a woman seriously and she doesn't take you seriously on that level, um, it sticks with you. It stings too. It, it doesn't feel good. It, it does not feel good mm. at the time at all because I'm one of those people who actually care. <laughs> I don't have that. Like, I don't care about what I, like, I care what people think. I care what, especially if, I, uh, if I love you, especially if you're a woman who I'm in love with, I care. So it was her and it was a couple of friends too. And, and there are corporate people corporate people like, like you guys um, and, and they're doing well, you know, we're, we're, we're at a kind of a defining time in our life, late 20s, early 30s. And, and some of them laughed at me and then they thought I was crazy. They didn't know what I was doing. And I didn't really know what I was doing at all the time, but I knew I would get to where I am now. That's what I knew. I knew I would be a, a, a location independent entrepreneur. I knew I would be an investor. I knew I'd be able to help people. I know it would be six figures. I, it just took longer than I thought it would. And, and, and how I got there wasn't how I thought it would, but I knew I would get there. And in your brain, when things are rough, you got overdraft fees and, 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 and you're trying different things. You're like, shit, this isn't fucking work. This isn't, sorry, this isn't working. You, hearing those words that your friends and loved ones said about you, it gets you, it gets you off the couch, man. It's like, all right, all right, plan, plan, plan D. Plan F. I'm gonna figure this thing out. Yeah. Raphael, what do you have for him, man? Yeah, man. So, Dre, brother Dre, you tweeted, mentally give yourself five to ten years to become rich. You'll probably make better decisions, and it will help with the shortcut mentality. Yeah, that was a real one. I'm kind of cold on Twitter. <laughs> You know what it is, it, you know what Twitter's good for too? If you're working on a book, you, you kind of can track a lot of your thoughts and you're able to put some of the stuff in the book. Yeah, so that came from just me. So um, I spent a lot of time trying to cram all my goals into six months. Like I, I got four different things, I need to do them all now rather than space them out, like launch this, then this, after this is mastered, semi-mastered, then this, then this, then this, and I was trying to cram it in. For some reason, I thought that I was old when I was 25, 26, or 7, 30. Like, I, I just I felt old. Like, I have to do this now. I'm getting older. And now at 37, I feel younger, which is a little bit weird. But, yeah, yeah, I learned to just accept the fact that it would take longer for me to become financially independent, per se, and, and rich than I would like. Now, once I accepted it, there's also a level of boredom that can come with achieving your goal and success. So it might be um, not mediocrity, what methodical. It will come to me. It will come to me. But it's a it's 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 a lot of the same stuff to get there. It's a lot of the same stuff to get there. It's repetitive, and it can be a little bit boring at times. So. But here's something that people do a lot of times when they get bored as entrepreneurs. They start something new because, of, because we're looking for that new car smell. We're looking for that new girlfriend high. Oh, God, I'm getting someone new. Like, this is so cool. But, but we don't master anything. 
and, and we're hopping around, we're skipping around rather than embracing the fact that this is going to be what it is and I am going to fight through it. So yeah, five to 10 years, like that was really talking to me, five to 10 years. So if, it, if we think back at 29, when I, 30, when I really, my vision got clear and now at 37, so we're at almost 10 years, um, invested in a bunch of stuff with Charles in the group, got some stuff on my own, six figures the past few years growth, so I'm able to work from wherever I am. So it came true. It just took long. Um, man, you said something that I, I was going to touch on, and I, I, did, I missed it because I, I, you went on to something else dope, and I was like, dang. <laughs> it, it, oh, was it the, so. Was it, was it the age thing? No. Um, I was going to ask you if, that idea of starting something different applies to projects that are similar. Okay, so here's the thing with starting something different. There's a time, some people can handle it better than others. Most people can't. Most people cannot handle it well. If it's in a similar wheelhouse, it's easier done. And if you're not doing it alone, it's a lot easier to do it. So I had, um, I had, emails go out and Facebook ads for my workshop this weekend. Over my Instagram page, I didn't post anything, but uh, my person, she was responding to people, oh, okay, cool. Like, like that guy, done. I didn't have to do it. So there's systems to get there. It's just, it's systems to get there for most people. And you have to, one, know yourself, be honest with yourself, and see where you're at. If you have five businesses, uh, it's also a tweet, if you have five businesses and, and you're broke, hold off on four of those. Yeah. So the same wheelhouse is, 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 is actually like a really important part to the puzzle. And are you self-employed for all of these ventures? Are you self-employed? So if I have a new class, that's, that, that, that same wheelhouse, I'm on TV, I'm on TV, I'm on the internet teaching anyway, I'm, I'm already there. It's just a different part of my brain that's working. It's not going to become a carpenter. That's a whole different world and it's self-employed. So yeah, yeah. There's a methodical way to do it, but most people get it so wrong, it's crazy. Uh, uh, and I got it wrong for a while. The other thing I wanted to touch on is this idea that when you're tweeting, you're kind of talking to yourself. So, like, yeah. people will see you tweet something, and then it might be harsh. And I was like, that's just how I talk to my – that's just the standard I hold myself to. You, mm. you can stay whatever you do. <laughs> Your standards can be whatever they are. But my standards are what my standards are for me. I just happen to have tweeted it in the abstract, not with my name in the first, uh, mm -hmm. first few mm -hmm. words. So like a lot of times we're talking to ourselves, we're speaking things over ourselves, um, but hit dogs will holler. Church, <laughs> church. What kind of work do you do, Raphael? Me, I'm a production supervisor. It's like a warehouse manager. Nice, nice. Yeah, I don't want to say, say the company because that's cool. we public and I'm higher, I'm, just high up enough that I can get myself in trouble if I say the wrong thing. Good for you. Good for I don't you. think Raphael is Jamaican. Aren't you like Haitian? From Barbados. Nice. Uh, nice. Okay. Okay. Respect. Where, Respect. Where is Barbados? Caribbean. Right okay. in there. Smaller island. But you have yeah. a you have an immigrant mentality. You think? Um. I think so. If you rock with me, you obviously are about that accountability life, man. I, I mean, what time zone are you in, Raphael? I'm at Eastern. Yeah. I'm I, in Jersey. I mean, 
I mean, if you're working at twelve thirty, you got an immigrant mentality. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's an immigrant mentality. Are you? Are you? You're Jamaican, right? I'm Jamaican. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just I'm just pure old conservative African American, which makes me an immigrant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is, he, he's an alien. He's an alien. He's an alien. That's funny. That is funny. That is funny. Uh, so I Charles, think more of us are I think huh? more of us are conservative, but we don't realize we're conservative. And 100%. we think conservative always means politics. But let's mm. not let a lot of us are conservative in life, not maybe political per se, which I actually think a lot of us are, are conservative political, but we don't want to admit it. But a lot of us are conservative in life, especially black males. Yeah. Especially black males. A lot of us are. 100%. Yeah, that's true. Charles, so you, get, you got you had two tweets. This first one, you, talk, you talked about this the last episode, I think, but I'm going to bring it up again. So the two tweets are, business is not a job alternative, and not having a business is stupid. Straight <laughs> <laughs> to the point. Ratchet. Man, um, I feel like the most clear example of this is the young man, uh, the Spurgo guy. So let's see. The guy, the young man creates Spurgo. He's a CEO at like 14 years old probably making five figures a month, maybe. He's probably doing pretty well. But no job would ever give him that. A 14-year-old, first and foremost, can't even get a job in the United States. And then when he does turn 16-year-old, they're going to make him go work at KFC. They're going to make him go work at McDonald's. Mm -hmm. I feel like we think that a business is something you do when you don't have a job. We think that a business is something that you do either you have a job or you have a business. My argument is that you can have both. My argument is that you should definitely have a business. I was listening to Dr. Boyce Watkins last night because I, I like to listen to his stuff when I go to sleep. And he made a point. He said, you don't have to quit your job, but you have to have an ownership hustle. Yeah. And I was like, that is so fire, an ownership hustle. Mm -hmm. I've been trying to get my wife to start an event planning company. Mm -hmm. She doesn't have to do an event planning company day by day, but if she got one event per month, and charge two grand for that event. That's an extra twenty grand coming into the house. You know what you could do with extra twenty grand on top of the on top of your working income? That's that's not bad. And you're not gonna get that at your job. Your job's not gonna pay you two grand to plan some event. They're gonna pay you the same money they're paying you. And so an ownership and a business allows you to get paid what you're actually worth. A business allows you to get paid because what happens is if you work, if you if the only way you can get paid is through a job, your job gets paid what you're worth. And you get the scraps, which is basically some slave shit. And so people out here and like, I just, I want people to really grasp that. Like you have to have a business. You have yeah. to, you literally can't even get to certain levels of life if you aren't an owner. Like whether it's owning real estate, owning a business, owning whatever, you have to. And you don't have to quit your job to do it. You can keep your job. I keep my job because the crazy thing about creating passive income and creating these systems, a lot of, there's a quote in the book, Rich Dad Poor Dad, he says, if, it requires you to be there. It's not a business. And so the great thing about having passive income through real estate or through a business, through vending machines, through a barbershop, is that you can choose to work or you cannot choose to work. But just because you have passive income doesn't mean you have to be on a beach. You can still be out there hustling. And so that was all I was saying is like, I don't want people to think that it's either or because I worked a full-time job today 
and I also made as much as I'd make a week in online sales. And I can do that while working the job because the job just provides stability. At this point in time, the job just pays the base level expenses and everything else is just like, what are we going to do with this money? We're going to invest it. Are we going to do whatever with it? Mostly going to get invested. Mm-hmm. Might buy it at the think, barbershop. I think we should. Um, I, 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 there's got like a chain of those things. Like that, I, I think it's just cool. I talk about it all the time. I think it's just cool as hell that we have a barbershop. Yeah. I think it's why. It's real sometimes. Um, the thing about having a full-time job too is you're able to access funding easier than if you're self-employed, especially if, if you're self-employed for under two years with showing profits, which is it, which now is tax time, and I'm not a CPA, so I can't give tax advice. But for my personal life, there there are a lot of things that I will not be writing off, even though I can, because I, I have to show a certain amount of income in order to qualify for more assets and more property. So, um, yeah, man. Again, I don't like jobs. I don't want one. But shit, if you like it and it's working for y'all, rock that puppy out. Don't, don't, don't let the internet talk you out of your job. If you want to leave it, leave it when you got things going. I didn't leave the job I had up until I actually I left the job twice. I left when I was like 24 when things were going really well or, or 25 and I left uh, but then things weren't going well and I had a girlfriend at the time and um, she had a child who I was you know take, who I taken in as my child so yeah, I'm, I'm old school like yeah I, I, I can't be broke with a, with a girl and a kid like that just don't work out so I went back to the job you know yeah. I put myself on back to the job I was hired back the same day because I did great work. Um, I got paid eighteen sixty an hour, and I, I did it for another year, year and a half, and had another job in the evening, working with an autistic child as well. And once I had another clear getaway, I bounced. Yeah, and another thing is, I, I kind of want to write a blog about all the reasons why you need a business, but something I thought of is like, you grow exponentially as well. Mm-hmm. So what you do in year one is not what you do in year three. What you do in year three is not what you do in year five, but your business, like a business can grow like this, but your job might grow like, like this more flattish. They're going to give you a 3% raise, 3% raise, 3% raise. But that is, is so key. Like if you were to talk to like the, like you look at the Forbes list, it's business owners. It's not employees. There are no employees on the, on the Forbes list. They don't exist. And so like, that's what I mean is like, we want to, people, people are all talking about like, how do you create wealth? You start a business. That's how you do it. Like, that's it. Period. Yeah, I agree. So, Dre, you nope. said, um, I mean, let's talk real quick about making plans, but being flexible at the same time. Because yeah. you said it will probably take longer than you think, but plans come true. Yeah, the path to get there will probably change as well. Turn up. Uh, what turn, turn, turn up. You heard it. Yeah, yeah. I've been saying turn up and run it up a lot the past couple of weeks. <laughs> I get these I get these things that I go with them. Yeah, so you got to have a plan. So I have another um, Nordic Public Directory, which I had set up. It never took off like that. I'm still just in shock it didn't take off like that. But I thought that was going to get me out. I thought that that was going to get me from being self-employed to being a business owner and being able to be um, location independent. But it turned out the teaching was, the teaching was and growing the notary company to, to where I had a lot of subcontractors, subcontractors doing jobs for me. 
So the plan to be a, a location independent, uh, six figures, but the business is a similar wheelhouse, but different business. You got to know when to pivot. There's quitting, then there's pivoting. And mm -hmm. I had something that was better, so then making more money. And a lot of people do this. They stick to the thing that they want to do or, or that they perceived, even though something else is making more money. I saw Charles tweet a little while ago, um, the infamous CPA brother out in Chicago. You were on the phone with somebody and you, and you put them on with something else, right? What's working? What works best for you? And as, as Mr. Wonderful says from Shark Tank, is, is follow the money. It's like you're making, oh, everything's somebody, well, this is making $2 million a month, but I want to do this. It's like, no, 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 you need to make $2 million. Like, why do you want to do this? <laughs> so it's a balance in that. But that's where um, having an outside person, whether it be a business coach, accountability coach, friends who have good vision and insight, can help you kind of think your way through things and to know when it's time to do what. Yeah. We'll be right back. Join us for the Black Men Building Wealth Virtual Conference, February 29, 2020, from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m., featuring Charles Oglesby, Andre Hatchett, Jillian Gordon, Brian Robinson, Brandon Thomas, Oge Madu, Gene Holloman, Lamont Woods, Jay Morrison, Torrance Reed, Byron Sellers, Henry Washington, Brian Thomas, Xavier Miller, Chris Senegal, Jeremy Johnson, and more. Topics covered will include marriage, personal finance, debt pay-down strategies, tech and investing, mobile home real estate investing, tax strategies, and more. All proceeds will be donated to the Bless a Black Man Foundation. It's the Black Man Building Wealth Virtual Conference. It's lit. So let me combine both. I think these two tweets go together, one from each of you guys. Um, mm -hmm. So where is it? Where is it? Dre, you said, want more naps? Hire a partner with quality people. Yeah. And Charles, we definitely got to touch on this one. You said, don't do business with poor people. I knew you were going to bring that up. Yeah, and what's funny though is like you mentioned it on the um the IG live we did right before recording this. Yeah. And what was funny to me, I noticed right away is people from the comments obviously thought you were talking about the customers, like yeah. don't sell your products to poor people. And I'm like, wait, they completely missed the point. Oh. Yeah. Like, um, anyway, fellas, it, it's. I think it's it's so true across the board. I don't want to do business with poor contractors. I don't want to do business with poor barbers. I don't want to do business with poor partners, poor investors. Like it's important because like they have to, if, if, if you don't have the means, you're likely going to take shortcuts. You're likely going to take advantage of situations, overcharge, not do fair business. And I need people who have the intelligence and the wisdom to see the long game, not the short game because we're creating wealth here. We're not just like, it's not a hustle. Like we're building a business, we're building a real estate portfolio. Mm -hmm. and so like, that's important. Also, I need people who understand like we're building a portfolio. Therefore, 
if we bring in rent, it's not like, hey, how fast can we spend it? It's like, how fast can we reinvest it? What else can we buy? What else can we do? And if you are poor, you need every dollar you can get. But if there are people who have other means besides just their investments, then they're thinking of how can we sustain that portfolio? How can we grow it? How can we make it healthy? And so, like, that's why it's like, I don't want people to see a buck and say, cool, gimme, gimme, gimme. It's like, no, like, what's the next opportunity? What's the next play? I was talking on the podcast. I was telling her, like, people always want business funding. That's the biggest thing. Like, oh, we got business credit. Oh, we got business funding. Well, your business funds your business. Your, your clients and your customers are going to be your first investors. And if you play it right, you reinvest it and you grow. Like, that's what you're supposed to be doing. That's what Google does. That's what Amazon does. That's what Netflix does. That's what Facebook did. Any sustainable large company, they're not out there paying dividends. You don't start a business and immediately start paying dividends. You start a business, you generate some money, and then you go broke reinvesting again. You go broke again reinvesting and doubling up. And the example I told, I was like, if, if you're investing in the beginning, the long game is what the company can grow into, right? So it's like if you own one-tenth of a home, and now that home is two homes, now that home is three homes, now that home is four homes, now you own one-tenth of four homes as opposed to one-tenth of one home. Like mm-hmm. you're playing the growth game. And I had to think about that because in the beginning, people were like, well, man, if I own one-tenth of a home, how can I make money? And I was thinking, I was like, hmm, well, we use the home money to buy more homes. And then you own a fraction of an even bigger portfolio. And so that's kind of like what Amazon is. Amazon is if, if you bought one share of Amazon at 20 bucks and then Amazon was just some little small company selling books and now that a big company that sells whatever the hell they want to do, but you own that one share, now your one share is going to be worth 10, 20, 30, 40 times because the company is 10, 20, 30 times bigger. I need people who have that mentality because that's where we're going. Somebody was like, well, what keeps you going, Charles? Like, I got big goals. I'm not just over here like, we got a house, we're done. Like, no, like, I legit want the skyscraper stuff. I want us to have that stuff. That's what keeps me going. So I don't get dismayed by the small stuff. I think it's dope that we can turn something that looks like crap and make it look, like, amazing to the point that I'd want to live in it. And I'm inspired to take on even more tasks and see what else we can create. But I'm not stopping because we did it. I'm constantly ratcheting up the next goal. And and think about the word poor. Um, it's a sensitive word. Probably the word broke is is a little bit less sensitive, but still firm. Uh, it's the and, and a lot of times it's the broke mentality. Is I have to get this back right now because I need this back right now. Even if you don't need this back right now, but I in your mind or their mind is I have to, I put it out. I got to get it back now. That's why a lot of people are broke because of that philosophy. I, I've told people about the group and about other options. Then it's I only I I will only own X Y Z percent. People who say that they usually own nothing. <laughs> the people who have told me that usually own nothing. <laughs> they can't fathom having an extra fifty dollars coming in a month from um, one house or maybe a hundred from another house. And, and and if you look at 10, 20 houses, you got five hundred thousand dollars a month coming in from that in maybe three to five years and but but the money will pay you forever like they can't get there because they need everything everything has to be right everything has to come to me and it got to come back right away it will keep you broke it will what was my question again oh i'm sorry 
Oh, I just want to make a little quick comment. Like you were saying before, just get in and you could get in. I mean, when I joined um, the investment club, I didn't join for ROI. I wanted to get access to Charles, really. I was like, I was like, okay, he's letting people join for $25 a month. I'm like, I can afford $25 a month, man. I could find $25 a month somewhere, but it's going to get me in the door. Like, I'm not even caring about what they buy so much. Like, smart, smart. And I paid off. I get in the door. Yeah, from there, then it was like, I got on the blog. I'm writing for the blog. Now we are like, we're doing a podcast together. And he's affiliate marketing. He probably made money just through affiliating. Yeah, true. I did make what, it. was a good feeling. Saturday morning, I wake up, pull up my email, and it's like two emails like saying, oh, you helped Todd Capital make a sale. I was like, wow. <laughs> like go. this. I like yeah. this. And I got another one that same day. I'm like, oh. And it's, it's so funny. It's like the amounts were like 15 bucks each. But those 15 bucks was like when I was sleeping. I'm like, I was so hyped off that. Man. Like, stuff. And then it's like, and then I start working for you. It's like, I want Rafael to get paid. I want Rafael mm-hmm. to get bigger checks. Like even, even the investment club, it's like, I start working for the people that I work with. It's like, I want them to eat. Like the whole reinvesting stuff is because I want you guys to be able to turn your 500, 1,000 into something that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I don't want to just be like, oh, okay, well, here's, this like no like I feel like I have to strategically find a way to help us grow this thing, and so the crazy part about it is like that first year we sent out the cash it was fun, we we it was fun in Vegas you know getting steak you know, it, was, it was lit, <laughs> but like I was like I don't want Vegas and steak I want the big stuff I want us to get the big stuff so I'm willing to sacrifice the beginning no sacrifice no reward hood estates. Like, mm-hmm. that's just the mentality. Um, yeah. Church. So, Drake, your, yours, your tweet was, want more naps? Hire a partner with quality people. Yeah. Yep. So, um, we talk about time freedom, which takes time, usually, to get there. And we talk about financial freedom, but basically freedom. What are you willing to invest to get there? So... I, I got down the voice on payroll for the videos, right? And voiceover stuff. So, so, so he's doing that. I have the email marketing. I got the virtual assistant. I got the flyer people. Um, I'm sure I got some more people in there somewhere, but they're all quality. Charles running the group. So I, I have, it's quality, right? It, it costs money to get in there. Um, you got to make sacrifices to get these things, but I got to make sure you pay people, right? Um, shit costs. But what it does is it allows you to literally be able to have the option of making more, of uh, 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 taking more naps. Did I tweet that today or, or was it yesterday? Uh, um, I don't remember. I just be picking them okay. out from like so, weeks ago. It don't matter. I'm pretty sure that I had woken up to some money when I tweeted that. <laughs> I went to bed and I woke up to some money and I was like, oh, shoot. And or I had some people who were signed up for my webinar or, or, or my workshop come up over the weekend. I was like, oh, shoot, like, like, like things are getting done. 
And, and it, it's a beautiful feeling to have time, freedom, and the option. Have the, yeah, the, 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 to, to give your life more options, but it costs money to get there. And, and a lot of times people want to hire subpar people, and then your life is subpar. Once I started to hire and partner with people who are quality people who are specialists, it costs more bread, but it puts your mind at ease more because you have a higher confidence that it will get done at a higher level. So it frees you up. Mm -hmm. I didn't know you were with Donald Boyce, man. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Donald is like the people's podcast guy. The people's podcast guy. He, 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 has, he does some work on here. Mm -hmm. some, it was it was cool. When I was listening to um, this podcast last, and he did the trailer at the at the very end, and he was like, "Don't be a little b." <laughs> I was like, "That's cool." Like, <laughs> <laughs> he he really throws his own flavor in there. Yeah, he yeah. throws some flavor in there, man. He's cold. He's cold. He's also working with Infamous CPA's podcast. So I heard he does the intro for that too. I saw that. I saw Super that. Yeah, stuff, yeah. And, and, uh, and that just goes to mastery. Okay. So, so um, Donald's carved the land because he's, he's mastered what he does. He does videos, voiceovers. He's doing my audio book. Uh, might be done now, actually. So he carved out his lane and his audience are mastering what he did. So, so now let's say he's making X, Y, Z amount a month. He can now take that money, invest it in the group, and now he owns part of a house. So he can create multiple systems, multiple streams, from going all in on what he's done. See, I know him, you know him, Charles knows him, if Mr. CPAs knows him, it's like go all in on what you got and it, it frees you up. The, the crazy thing, one of the things that I like is we're all kind of bouncing the dollar. Yeah. So it's like, I have different things that I'm doing. And so it's like, I might get some HBCU money and I'm like, all right, cool. I'm going to pay Donald, Donald the voice with this. Typically, I pay him with podcast sponsor money. But both those are black sources. <laughs> so it's like I got a black source paying a black source that's helping a black source grow. And I feel like the reason why people kind of sow seeds of, of doubt and all those different things is they realize, like, we legit can create a thriving economy just depending on each other and working with each other. Oh, yeah. That's one of the, the beautiful things of creating something. We create something, you get the ability to put yourself on. So, like, business isn't just making money. It's also creation. And so we do this, and then Raphael's, he's winning. Andre's winning. I'm winning. The podcast editor wins. All the sponsors win. Like that's, like, five or six black folks winning off of one creation. We need, we need more creating. Way more creating and less competing over what's been created. Mm-hmm. Facts. Wow. Yeah. And Donald DeVoice is a good dude, man. That's, that helps with the business. Solid. That's Solid. why. And Donald, I know you're listening. I saw your message, man. I will get back to you. Uh, <laughs> and is Racer fair, too, you know? He's fair. Fair. He's a fair guy. He does stuff, you know, timely manner. Uh, and, and he's cool. He's likable. People underestimate exactly. the power of being just a cool-ass dude sometimes, man. Like, <laughs> Work that's one of my favorite things about being an entrepreneur is I, I legit get to pick 90% of people I work with. If I have someone who's who annoying me, like I, I just give them a refund or something and just say, all right, uh, it's not man, that is so key. <laughs> like, that is so key. Here you go. 
I've done it without people even asking for it back. I was like, this is not my <laughs> You are intentionally trying to get on my nerves, and I'm not going to take it because I don't need to do it anymore. Yep. I passed yep. that point. Very good feeling. cash and go. Very good feeling. There is a lot of power in, like, just owning your own business and being your own boss that isn't just, like, making a bunch of money. Like, making a bunch of money is dope. But also having peace of mind is dope too. Like, <laughs> that's priceless almost. It's so income wise. I don't think I'm. I'm how much did it make it like a year to be rich? Like two, three hundred thousand. So I'm not quite there yet, right? But I I legit feel rich. I legit feel I'm rich. Um, all the bills are paid. Uh, able to you know hire a partner with a bunch of great people. And I get to pick who I work with. If you annoy me, I get to pick not to work with you. I have so much personal fulfillment going on. I offer great services and products. I have like a ninety high ninety high ninety percent um, rate of of people who are satisfied. I'm rich, man. I'm. I'm you can't tell me I'm not. I feel it. Speaking of rich, how has Gumroad been t- treating you? I've seen you've been using that. Yeah. I saw all y'all were doing it. I was like, what are these people doing? That's why I got back on Twitter. I'm like, what's going on there? (laughs) Gumroad is cool. You know, it's easy to use. It's simple. Um, And I like having the different platform because I'm able to use, so I'm using the Gumroad money for my mortgage, right? So so that's like my mortgage money. And I use my teachable money for my other stuff and my my PayPal coaching money for other stuff. So I got to kind of segment it. Or some stuff, but yeah, it's cool. It's simple to use, um, and it's an extra stream without going outside of the wheelhouse. And I only download uh, on Twitter and, and a little bit on YouTube. I don't, I don't remember my grandma links every, everywhere because I, I'm kind of want to test out different audiences and see what's there. But uh, it's profitable, it's profitable. Um, shout out to you and and uh, Chris, hundred k a month, Chris. <laughs> right. You know, <laughs> I was going to say this um, is if you're looking for a, a coach, you might want to befriend somebody who's a coach because they're going to coach you on accident. And I was sitting, <laughs> I was sitting and I was thinking, I was like, man, because I, I, I did the podcast, uh, the Wealth Talk Wednesday, and I was thinking about how we created the conference. And Andre's like, set up an event, right, and create a flyer. Yeah. And I was like, I think I just got coached right there. Like, I just got, oh, I just got a yeah. coach. <laughs> That's exactly what happened, yeah. Yo. Probably two months ago or so, yeah. Right, right. So I thought that was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Cut it yeah. up before Andre sends you an invoice, man. Yeah, right. He deserves <laughs> all it. Good. All good, all good. Yeah, um, and we hear, and we said, that's something else. Uh, when you have, so I get high off of seeing my friends and other black people when uh, especially black men win. So uh, there are some relationships where it's transactional and, and sometimes it's, you know, you, you help me out, I help you out. Whatever I'm doing in life, it's working. I don't know exactly what it is all the time, but I'm happy and I'm making money and I'm helping people. So whatever balance thing that I'm flowing through the ancestors got me on, I'm sticking with it because I'm, I'm enjoying life. I'm, I'm, I'm digging it. That's cool, man. Um, what do you got, Rob? You touched, 
you you touched on how Gumroad is paying for your mortgage and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And Charles had a tweet saying, "Massive income with low living expenses is the key to taking your power back." So, what I meant by that is like, let's say you're Chris. I follow what Chris does a lot. Chris made a hundred thousand dollars, and he flexed by getting some Fiji water. He's like, "This is how I flex Fiji water." <laughs> and I was like, "If if you, I think." Okay, so another thing to kind of add to that statement is I was reading, I was rereading the, the book, The Jewish Phenomenon. And, and the book made a point that not all Jews come from rags to riches. So it's important to see how the wealthy Jews spend their money, mm. right? So it's not just getting rich, it's also staying rich. A lot of people get rich and lose it all because they live rich. And so they're mm. saying, how do you spend money live well and don't go broke. Travis Kelsey had on an $18,000 Louis Vuitton jacket. Like that's just insane. And so my point is that like, if, if you make hundreds of millions of dollars and you just live a very basic life, you'll literally never be without money. I want to never be without money. I want to be in a position where like, no matter what happens, I can never fall because I'm not going to spend it all. I'm always going to have money there. If, I have a hundred million dollars and I live on $70,000 a year. You could, it's impossible to spend all your money. Sure. But a lot of people, they make a hundred million dollars. They make $10 million and they live like they're going to make $10 million a year. And then year two comes and they don't get $10 million. And what happens then you're broke. So my thing is, and it's kind of cool. Whenever Aisha responds to something, you know, you're right. I like, you know you want it. Yo, right. <laughs> she's on your post. Like you're doing something right in life, man. Right. When I, when I first kind of, I wouldn't say shifted, but kind of like started to ramp up into real estate investing and wealth building, I used to read a lot of like books like Set for Life or even the Jewish phenomenon. They talk about just being frugal, being prudently frugal. I used to work for Jewish Al. The guy is so rich, like he can't lose his money, but he's still frugal. If you don't spend all your money, you can't lose it all. If you don't lose all your money, you're not stressed out. A lot of people's stress issues are money issues. They're... I don't have enough money issues. If you live lean, that's never a problem. I would rather get used to wearing a Timex watch and know that I'll always be able to have food in my kitchen no matter what than have an expensive watch and I'm over here worried if I can put groceries. I was thinking about this this morning about how buying like a Rolls Royce or a very expensive car is effectively throwing money in the trash because it's going to go to zero. All you're doing is paying for a feeling. And that's one of the things they mentioned in that book, The Jewish Phenomenon. Jews, wealthy Jews, they don't spend money on cars. They spend money on property. They spend money on homes. They'd rather have a second home than an expensive car. They'd rather have a vacation home than an expensive car. Because worst, worst case scenario, you could sell that second home. And you're going to either sell it for what you paid for it or more. That, that car, you spend $300,000 on a Rolls Royce, you might get hundred grand if you're lucky. You just threw, threw away $200,000. You're never going to get that back. You know how hard it is to get that money back? I was sitting there, I was thinking about like Floyd Mayweather and all these rappers, like you're literally throwing your money in the trash. Happily. Happily. I'm bragging about it. I don't even have a car in Atlanta. Oh, I, I, I got the house in May. I didn't even get a car because I didn't want to affect my teeth. That's the income ratio. So in New York, you know, I have one I have one, I have one in New York, but I didn't get one intentionally. And I kind of like it. One, you don't go out as much. To my office, mm. my barber shop, and my gym are, are all within 
10 minutes walking up each other, tops. Wow. Um, and I don't have the maintenance, I don't have to think about it. I don't, I don't have to move it if I'm going on vacation or if, I, if I'm traveling, it speeds you up so much. I'll, I'll, I'll get one eventually, but I kind of like not having one a little yeah. bit because I'm able to just maneuver so much better. Uber's relatively fair in Atlanta. I'm able to use my friend's car if I got it, if I need it. I don't even have a car, but I but I have like 30 sources of income, like legit 30. And, and, I, and I don't have- That's a car right there. I don't have a car when I have 30 sources of income. Yeah. 30. <laughs> 30, I should yeah. tweet that right now. Tweet that. <laughs> Yeah, this guy tweets during the show. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I think it's kind of that's kind. I think that's kind of weird that you got a car in New York, but you don't have a car in Georgia. Yeah, but, I left my car with a family member because they needed it. Mm. Uh, but when I come back, I'm able to access it. So I'm in the city of Atlanta, so my house is is legit like four miles from like right right downtown. So. Um, I'm a member of WeWork, so I have my office there. I got a gym on Peachtree, and my barbershop is there. The juice bar I go to is not far from there. It just works. It just works. And I'll get one, but I don't. I don't feel pressed to get one. I don't. I don't really need it. Instacart's lit. I don't want. To, I don't. I don't want to supermarket anyway. I don't want to go out that much anyway. I don't want to drive. I want to drive her. I want to go from not having a car to a driver. Uh... I want to go right there. Oh, I just want to skip that middle part. <laughs> I think I could do it if I hold out a little while. I might be able to just do it. Yeah. That's cool. And for those listening, um, Andre's wearing that shirt from yeah. the show sponsor, Invest as a Team. Go to investasateam.com, get your You Can't Fire Me the Boss t shirt. Mm-hmm. So. Speaking of the official merch of the Black Wealth Renaissance, um, when when you got to, in the beginning, it says this show is sponsored by, and then they say this show is sponsored by too. We got to, you got to cut your part out, Raphael. Just let them start it. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, 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 I, no. I, do, <laughs> I do so much that like if I were to like try to tweet it, text it to you, I would forget. So I was like, let me just tell it to you right now so I don't forget. Cause I'll be studying for the bar in twenty minutes. The bar. Yeah, What's the test? February twenty sixth and twenty seventh. Or twenty five, twenty six, one of the oh, two. Wow. Okay. Yeah, kinda kinda worried because I'm doing that and making sure we tighten up things for the conference. But is that the same weekend? No, uh, it is. Yeah. Well, it's that yeah. week and weekend of that week. Oh boy. Yeah. yeah. And then we're going <laughs> okay. to San Diego the week after that for like a baby moon. I guess that's nice. what they, they call it. Yeah. So we gotta I gotta figure out what we're gonna do out there. Okay. So Andre, like this one you had, this is a good one. A great way to increase your personal fulfillment. Appreciate the progress you've yeah. made while still aiming for more. For mm-hmm. example, you you have a savings goal of $7,000 and you save $3,000, appreciate the 3000 while still aiming for the 7000 Yeah, yeah, yeah. So part of, 
a word I think we should use more instead of happiness is personal fulfillment, right? Because seeking happiness all the time is, is kind of childish. Mm. It's a little bit immature, but seeking fulfillment is a different level of gratification. So if, 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 if you're in a relationship and you're like, man, I'm not happy, he or she's getting on my nerves, yada, yada, I'm gonna leave or I'm gonna, you know, I'll be somebody else rather than saying, well, you know, we, we hit a hard time, but even though we are getting along, we still sleep together every night. I still make sure that she gets to work. Uh, she still makes sure that I eat. So that's fulfilling. Even though things are, are on the rocks, we're still making sure things get done. Happiness is very, very fleeting. It's a fleeting feeling, which is why children seek pleasure and happiness all the time. As mm. adults, especially as men, we should be seeking fulfillment and achievement and, and the ability to able to get through something. That brings you a different level of joy and pleasure that's more long-term. Happiness is a, a, a mad, this isn't working, it's over because I'm not happy. Fam, you're an adult. A lot of times you are going to be overly happy, but fulfillment, is, uh, it lingers longer. And, and oftentimes, this, this, is, this is me before, and it actually messed up, uh, messed up a few things in my life. I was so focused on the next goal, I, I wasn't enjoying life as much. Mm. Even though I was, I was, I, 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 I say, well, I'm like, damn, I'm really stupid because I was doing fairly well, but I was so focused on what's next, I wasn't appreciating life um, as much and, and some people in it, and it, and it, and it tarnished some relationships, and it, and it, it just wasn't. I just wasn't feeling good within myself because of it. I was like, damn, like, like, like what am I doing? Because I'm not overly money hungry per se for me. I, I do have financial goals, but a lot of it ain't even for me. But I was addicted to the advancement of life. I was so addicted to advancing me. I, it was always the next thing rather than appreciating the fact that I'm making progress and I'm self-employed, a business owner, I'm doing these great things, um, interacting with wonderful people. Yeah, so I intentionally slowed down my thinking and, and I intentionally force myself to focus on the current joys of life and fulfillment and the progress that I've made rather than me thinking of uh, rather than me waiting till the next house I buy for me to be happy what's your take on happiness Raphael I'm curious do you agree with that statement are you learning to appreciate a, an, an idea like that yeah what what really touched me about this tweet is like you know, I'm a little older than you guys, and it's like, you know. You are? How old are you? I'm four, 42. And oh, it's like, good. thanks, brother. You know, it's like, I'm thinking like, man, all the mistakes I made, all the things I did or didn't do, I'm not, I'm not where I should be, you know, I sh where I should be at this point in my life mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And then and even when I'm doing something right, you know, and I'm not quite where I didn't quite hit where I want to go, you know, forget that I made progress. And a friend of mine had to tell me like, man, you remember what your life was like like a year ago? Like I saw you, your, your, your life was like crazy. Mm. Like, you know, a year ago, like she was like, you were divorced, you were going through a divorce and this was happening, that was happening, you were really broke. 
all this stuff mm-hmm. was happening. I used to, I, I watched you come through that, you know, yeah. and I had to sit there and say, like, man, yeah, it did come a long way. Good you for know? you. Good for you. I appreciate I, in the moment, man. Appreciate in the moment. So the reason why I kind of asked that question is because I feel like for me, and I run across this on Twitter a lot, is you'll make, some, you'll make a comment about what we can do or what we can accomplish, what you should be doing to accomplish those things. And people will say, well, like, oh, well, I want to be happy or where you got to live or you got to enjoy life. And what I realize is like, what exactly is happiness? And why are we allowing it to get in the way of accomplishing our goals? Like for me, enjoying life is accomplishing my goals. For me, happiness is doing the work to get towards my goals, not leisure, not not doing anything. Like I, to me, like working, doing stuff isn't actually hard work. Doing this isn't hard work unless it's late after a baby shower and I'm tired. But like on a, on a normal night, like uh, Raphael was like, hey, Charles, can you do this in two hours? I was like, let's do it. Even though I had, I got right. a, I had a consulting call at seven, I had the other podcast, I had this, and I still got to study. I was like, let's do it. Like, this is fun to me. And so like, I feel like we got to, innocent. I only bring it up because in a lot of ways, we're not hitting the mark across the board. Yeah. Andre's hitting the mark, Raphael's hitting the mark. Like, but the culture's not hitting the mark. But the culture is very pleasure-oriented, very fun-oriented, very turn-up-oriented. And so my question is, is, like, what is happiness? Is happiness just carefreeness? Or is happiness, are we at the top of the list? I'd rather just be at the top of the list, because that's truly being happy, than dragging up the bottom and popping bottles every weekend. Yeah. And the carefreeness has its place and, and, and it has its time. But for people, I think you made Chris, he, he, he went through this, or someone did um, online, and it was like, oh, I remember TI. You're going out every weekend and, and you're celebrating what you broke. Everything, <laughs> everything has its time and its place. And for me, I go out after I hit a certain mark. So I enjoy going to brunch on a Sunday, right? Like that's like kind of my thing to do. I, I probably do it two to two, three times a month, but I do it after I got something done. Like, like I had a big sale coming, I had something go right. And then it, like, that's kind of my release. That's kind of my outlet. Everything can get done. It's just, when are you going to do it? If you are renting an apartment and you're out every Friday and Saturday and Thursday for happy hour, you're at every baby shower, every wedding, everything you're there and you're renting an apartment and you don't own any assets, even if you rent where you live and you don't even own where someone else lives, you're hustling backwards and you're gonna always be, you do not wanna be old and broke. He said. You do not wanna be old and broke. 50s, 60s, no assets, but you have tons of fun. No. Break it down. There's there are times for this stuff, and you have more fun after after you get stuff done. After you get something done, there's some affiliate money coming in. It, it, it feels different going out after after something clicks, man. It feels way different. Yep. Let's take a quick break. What's next, Raphael? Yeah. Well, what's next, real quick? And this is no, um, Andre, you got something coming up this weekend, right? I do. I do. I'm holding a free workshop two days um, to give back to the audience. 
Uh, hope we meet some new people as well. Black Ownership Weekend, blackownershipweekend.com. We're going to talk about some numbers and how I got to where I'm at. Um, going to talk about life insurance, mobile notary, real estate stuff, and really how to get your mind wrapped around wealth and to get and to show examples like the club of ways you can get started with still um, without having without having to run everything yourself. So I want us to be prepared as a people. I think it's a cardinal sin if you don't have life insurance and you can't afford a funeral. And I'm not knocking for, for, for people who can't afford a funeral. Like that's eight to 14 bands. Most people don't have that and I get it. But why are you paying 20 to $30 off to make sure that you, you can be buried in peace? Right? So, um, you know, some hardcore bu bulletproof numbers. You, 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 you guys know how I roll straight to the point, two days straight game. And, and if people leave learning um, a strategy or they're implementing something new or they're re-implementing something that they forgot, even one or two things, it's a victory for me. So I'm excited about it. Hmm. That's cool. Um, you I think said that, that virtual hmm? or in person? It's virtual. It's virtual. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, so every, every oh, thank you, sir. Uh, BlackOwnershipWeekend.com. BlackOwnershipWeekend.com. Everyone, go check it out. Yep. 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 Check that out, man. Um, Andre, you said if you had the if I don't get a sale, I can't do X mentality. Mm -hmm. You would be paid. Yeah. Yeah. So YouTube is free. LinkedIn free. Twitter free. Facebook free. Instagram free. Probably something else out there. A lot of people aren't promoting their stuff on all those platforms or even some of those platforms. A whole lot of people would not even come on YouTube to create a video talking about their coaching or their book and ask for the sale but they don't like where they are in life. You will not go to your YouTube channel, which is free. You can even start up a live video if you have a certain amount of subs, talk to people, engage people, um, provide value and, and ask for the sale. You won't do it because you don't want to, because I'm too, I'm too prideful or I'm too embarrassed or I'm too shy or whatever, but you are broke. Now, if you have the mentality, so, and I do this sometimes. I am not going to go X, Y, Z if I don't have a certain number. I, I won't go out. I will not go to the restaurant until I hit this number. And if I hit it, I'll go. Not, then I'll stay. Uh, so I'll force myself to cut something out in, or, in order for me to hit a certain level. Because if you're doing all right in life, it, get, it, it can get easy sometimes to kind of take off. So, so that you, you have to impose a certain discipline on your own life in order for you to kind of stay on track. So I might not eat for a while <laughs> if I don't get this thing done. So yeah, it works. And if that's you, freaking do it, man. Cut something out. Yeah. Might be sex. Shit, man. Cut something out. Something gotta go. Something gotta go. I, I like it because it's like the Mamba mentality. When I read that tweet, I was yeah. like I was like, dang, I need to take that approach. And I think a big part of the reason why I did so well these last two weeks, three weeks, is because I'm not actually going to be working next week. Not next week, the week after, so I can study full time. And I was like, bro, like, if I'm going to do that, 
I got to make some money. <laughs> you got to grind so, to the pack is done, man. Right. Uh, that block mentality. And so like a switch flipped, a switch flipped where it's like, I don't care if I offend somebody, they're going to see my marketing. They're, they're going to see it. my advertising Take and it. it's going to be relentless and I'm going to hit you and I'm going to keep posting. I'm going to get it on Twitter, Instagram, every, wherever it has to go. And that's one of the reasons why I kind of want to not have a job because I feel like that is what really makes that, that gear click. Jeremy Johnson made a point, and I'm not sure if you guys saw it, but he was saying like when he quit his job to be a full-time investor, he knew he would immediately experience a decrease in income, yeah. but he did it because he knew if he had more time to invest, he would make more money in the end. And so I was talking to him. I was like, man, like that's where I am. Like, I know if I could just like quit and step away, it would I would lose some money, but I'd make a lot more money. Because at that point in time, I'm just 24 hours a day trying to find more vending machines, 24 hours a day trying to find financing for that 12, 13, 14 portfolio. Like, then you're gonna make more money. So I feel like it's like you gotta feel that 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 pain in your stomach and you have to approach it the way Andre was saying, if you really want to get to that next level. Mm-hmm. And you also, so here, here's the truth I see where you are. If you have a full-time job, how many hours are you doing after work or on lunch break and on weekends to fill your goal? All, all people go wrong is they, they say, well, I'm going to quit my job and I'll do this full-time. But while they have a job, they aren't putting in a, even a half an hour a day. If you aren't putting in a half an hour to 30, to an hour a day while you have a job, what makes you think when you have all this free time that you're going to kill it? Charles, he's put. I, I told you, I forgot you had it. <laughs> I just forgot because <laughs> he's cut because he's on it. Because he's on it. So mm-hmm. the best. So back, you know, even seven, eight years ago, entrepreneurship wasn't as popped in our community, and it, and I was an outlier. Like, like I was laughed at. Oh, you know, you doing those pro blacks, man? What are you doing? What are you doing? I was like, I'm doing what I gotta do. And, 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 and I'm doing what I felt was right. A whole lot of the work I, I did was free work. A whole lot, most of it was actually free work. But sorry, need in our community for a voice like mine. Um, I wasn't happy with the displayment. It wasn't being displayed from a lot of brothers out there. So I said, I got a voice. I, I, I'm going to do something to help the cause. Right? Now, I was, you guys have no idea what being laughed at, like, laughed at by a bunch of people people like I, I had people call me racist i mean now people call me racist i I got, I got a lot of flack in my earlier public per se years but i knew it had to get done i knew whether it was free work or paid work i was i was totally in line and, and synced into me becoming a voice and me be having an impact and nothing was going to stop me and I encourage people, if entrepreneurship, if you feel it's your thing, it has to be a need. It has to be a need. And, and the crazy thing is, I almost miss kind of getting laughed at sometimes because now I hit a certain level, people, people take me more seriously. I kind of miss that a little bit, like when people making fun of you and just say you can't do all that stuff. So that's why I, 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 I got to cut certain stuff out of my life to make sure that I have that internal mamba fire piss myself off to go out and do some stuff sometimes. So I have an Andre tweet, but it was actually like a reply. And it was a question that I asked Andre 
that I don't think the listeners really got a chance to really appreciate. And I asked Andre, I said, hey, when you were working your job, you're making this much and now you work yeah. your business. Like, have you seen an increase in income? And then also like, how has that impacted like your overall sense of self? Mm-hmm. Can you talk about what you responded to that tweet? Yeah, so I was making, I think the most I made was 48, was it? I, I put there, Chuck, 48, 50, 42. That was from two jobs. So I'm smart, but I'm not, formal education wasn't my thing like that. So I was a teacher's aide. I wasn't even a teacher. I was a teacher's aide. And I was um, I was like an old pair in the evenings working with a kid named Johnny. So combined with those two jobs, it was like 42, 48 was the most I ever made in the corporate world. But now this year, last 2019, I, I cleared, I grossed over 150, grossed over 150 with coaching, my notary business, me doing notary jobs. I don't do them anymore, but um, I did a few and, and the online academies and like, that's not even counting the stuff that we got going on. So yeah. And I have, and, I, and I'm able to work less than I did when I had two jobs. Yeah. So, yep. Came I up. feel like what's so key about that is it kind of speaks to what I keep saying about like business and like a lot of folks don't make 150, especially not a lot of 37 year olds. Most a lot of times know. they're not going to pay you 150 until you're 50 <laughs> and you're on the way out. Like that's when they start paying you big money. That's when you start making six figures and statistics show it. I know on Twitter, everybody makes six figures. Well, Everyone's rich on Twitter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Especially Instagram, you know, too. You know, 80,000 ain't no money on Twitter. <laughs> oh, that's zero. That's like you're poor. 80 grand. <laughs> but it's like in real life, folks, if they're working a nine to five, they're not making that money. But through mm-hmm. business, all things are possible. Mm-hmm. And I would have never made that at, at the job. Even if I want to become a teacher, I would have never made that at a job, maybe two jobs, maybe, like after a long time, but they don't pay. I had a list, I think after 30 years of being a teacher, even with a master's degree, maybe 110, 120. It's like- That's and, generous for a teacher. And that's wow. generous, that, you know, but, and that's New York. So- New York, I can see. And like I'm 37 now, I wouldn't have to wait so long to get there. And people told me, don't leave that job. People like, do not leave that job, Andy. Wow. People call me Andy. Do not leave that job. You have benefits. It's, it's all benefits bullshit. Like, the people like, yeah. actually can't go buy health insurance. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm, I'm if you make enough money, you can buy it. It's just buy it. Yeah. Uh, but, but, but I was told, do not leave because it's safe and secure. And that's right. You know, it is safe and secure. But I would have never wrote those books. I would not be teaching. I would not be talking to you guys so publicly. I wouldn't be so bold with my black male masculinity-ness, per se. It's not even a word, but whatever, because I would have been so worried about the job. Remember, I'm not, I, was, I was not high up on the, on the totem pole. So a lot of, I would not know you guys. You guys would not know my work. Right. You guys would not know my work. So even apart from the money thing, my personal fulfillment and pride is so high because I'm able to be free. I feel like that's so key. And I think that's what people miss out on is like, it's not just about like the money you're making. It's also like, who are you not able to help because you aren't free? You have to stifle the things you say. You have to stifle the things that you do 
one of the things that I tell my mom is it's like, it's great you have this job, but it's like the job won't even allow you to start a business because it's a conflict of interest. Conflict of interest yeah, the yeah. job won't allow you to work for your your other other things you want to do. But if you're a business owner, you do whatever the hell you want to do. I always tell people that you can only have one job, but you can have as many businesses as you want. And so, like, my mom's been presented with opportunities to partner with other people's firm and do all these different things, but you can't because Master said no. And so, like, I feel like that's why it's really important to, to liberate yourself. Um, you're going to make more money. You're going to be more free. You can be more of who you are. You can help more people who need to be helped because if your voice is silent, if somebody else is going to go take that job with benefits yeah. because that's what somebody told them who wasn't free themselves either. People told me the best I could. So here's what they were saying. They were saying the best you could do is to make 40 or 50. I don't even think teachers aides get paid 60 grand a year after 20 years. That's the best you could do. You know, you got the evenings for your notary business, which was true. And I was doing it in the evening. But that, but, but the best you could do from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Uh, for 10 months out of the year is make 50 grand. And and that's some BS, man. Isn't um, it insane? I, I met with some. I met with an Iranian family today. They're one of our clients in the law firm. And um, what you'll realize in Los Angeles is there's a lot of immigrants, and they go into business. Mm -hmm. The reason why they're wealthy is because they've gone into business. Like that's it. But if you stick with the job, if you just plot along you'll never really be able to get wealthy. You'll never really be able to get to that point. And it's unfortunate because people are feeding more people into that path and they're not even realizing like there's so much more out there for you. There's so much more money out there for you. There's that 150 that you're never going to get. There's the, Ever. All the opportunities you're going to get. Ever, man. You got to, and that's where, you know, ego, bravado, whatever you want to call it comes in. You have to override. You have to override what makes sense to them. To your loved ones, and at the time I, 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 I don't have any kids still. I was single at the time. Like, like, like uh, if I can't risk this now, when the hell am I gonna risk it? Yeah. And, and jobs are there. I, I, I'll get another job. People, I, 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 uh, like, is that the only job in the world? Can I not get another job? Like, give me a break. Facts. Yeah. So Charles, you said you better not complain to me me about what your job won't pay <laughs> I already told you what to do boss up you don't sound like a victim to me you sound like a little bee he's from Harlem uh, you know that's a Harlem toss right Chuck that's definitely, that's definitely <laughs> some dame stuff right there I mean it's one of those tweets that's self-explanatory I feel like the hack I realized this in Twitter is when you create tweets that are spaced out you can actually put a bunch of tweets into one tweet and so one of those lines might not resonate with somebody, but maybe one of them does. And that's how you go viral is you pack up one tweet with four tweets, five tweets, a few gems in there. It goes viral. Um, I think I was listening to somebody um, in the law firm complaining about like how much they make, how much they don't make. And I was like, bro, like you need to take your talent to the world. You need to be running a business alongside your job and you don't have to be a full-time entrepreneur if you're not ready for it yet but you don't get to sit here and tell me and complain to me about what your boss isn't going to pay you because your boss is never going to make you his neighbor as we said yeah. before 
but your business can make you his neighbor because your your boss has a business. So that's basically all it was. And I, I've told that guy, I was like, bro, like, you need to be out here. You're a lawyer. You need to be out here bringing in clients. You, have, you need to have a consulting company. I was talking about how today, how the nine to five basically is how you survive Jay-Z, but the five to nine pays off your student loans in 18 months. And I was thinking, I was like, damn, like I made enough money over the course of the last few months to pay off my undergrad student loans in five to nine hours. And the crazy thing is I've done that year after year. So last year I did it in stock options or the year before that I did it in LLCs. This year I'm doing it via online e-com sales. And what I'm finding is like my five to nine consistently pays off my student loans. And so now I'm like, all right, I got, I got law school student loans to pay off. How am I going to do that? Well, all I need is a few personal injury lawsuits to settle and I knock out the student loans, but I'm not going to get that in my nine to five. The nine to five, they're not going to pay you the full amount. If you are an attorney and you settle a million dollar case, they still going to pay you your hundred grand a year. <laughs> but if you are an attorney and you get paid your nine to five hundred grand and then in your five to nine, you bring in other cases and you settle those, then you're getting the big piece of chicken. Then you're getting the 40% of that million dollars. The 40% of that million dollars is 400 grand. Student loans are paid for. But you just got to hustle in your five to nine and it's definitely possible to do it and to get it. And so that's just one thing I realized. It's possible. It's possible. Um, it will probably take longer than what people think. Uh, oftentimes, it will it will take longer than people wanted to, and, and it will be longer than what they it will be harder than what they think it will be. Um, oftentimes, not all the time, but oftentimes. But here's something else that we we we, we don't want to talk about enough. It's worth it. Yeah. So so along this whole journey of me trying to figure things out, not being focused, not being organized, um, uh, as I should. It. Uh, Chapter seven, like a, a a bunch of a bunch of stuff, a bunch of stuff didn't work out as I expected. But me being where I am now, being able to talk to like great guys like y'all, um, it's worth it. Whatever all the stuff and, and it's your woman laughing at you with an email with her freaking friends still pisses me off. I was I was hot that day. I was like, wow. That's, anyway. Um, it's worth it. Yeah. I, I think what I was saying is like, just to kind of, cause I, I gotta get this out of my head, but it's like the same, it's like the book, um, rich 20 something, the same skills you're using your nine to five. If you apply those same skills in your five to nine, they'll pay for you to the loans in 18 months. I can almost guarantee it. I've done yeah. it multiple times. Um, for me, it was trading options or all these different things you could be doing. Like if you just take it out of your job, and then you exploded in the market because we've talked about this before, like your hourly wage and your market wage are two different things. Your market wage is likely three times as much as your hourly wage, which means if you multiply that time as those hours, you're going to get those student loans paid for. But if you sit there on your nine to five complaining about your nine to five, taking care of your student loans, you're never going to get it done. Um, we were talking, I was talking about how, like, if you go to certain schools like USC, Stanford, they're not grooming you to be an employee. They're grooming you to start Nike. They're grooming you to start, whatever like usc stanford there's a reason why they have all these guys starting uh companies in silicon valley because that's what they teach you to do just because you get a degree or you get an education you get a skill set doesn't mean you have to translate into a job it can yeah. also translate into a business so yeah. you got it man we gotta wrap we gotta wrap this up Rob. it's getting late yeah yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, I was about to wrap it up anyway. Although, Glenn mentioned that tweet you had that you said nine to five is how you survive, five to nine is how you pay off your student loans in 18 months. It was funny, um, you had that tweet, but then you posted it on Instagram. And I was looking at the comments, and somebody actually said, what, what do you mean by five to nine? I don't know. I thought it was funny as like because most people will not put the work in for those four hours consistently. That is the key. What are you going to dedicate yourself to? Mm-hmm. Facts. But, but it's kind of like Charles says a lot. Um, you, you people don't read and it shows. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's kind of like how do you not? I don't want to make fun of the person, but how do you not understand what he meant when he said five to nine? It's pretty mm -hmm. simple. Yeah. But uh, I see, like, all people, they, they, some things they just, some concepts they just don't know, like simple concepts. Mm -hmm. So, like, yeah. reading. But yeah. we're going to wrap this up. Let everybody know Andre C. Hatchet will be one of the speakers at the Batman Building Web Conference. Get your tickets on Eventbrite. And just want to. Any any um any thoughts you want to leave us with there, Andre? Yeah. So um, what got me free from the nine to five world was my notary business. Uh, I think you should have a link in your email, Raphael, which you could post under the video. Um, if you guys want to enroll, or I would love to have you. A lot of times, you do not have to be in love with your business, your first business per se, or or any business, first, second, last, whatever. But does it work? So if you want to make some good money, part-time or full-time as a mobile notary public, click the link that they have, enroll, you get exactly step-by-step. -step. I'm not a complicated guy. It's just step-by-step -step on how I did it. And I feel that you will love it and you and hopefully you're going to act on it. And you can use this as a gateway to pay off your loans and or be job free. We've helped thousands of people. So thousands of Thousands of people since 2015, and we would love to have you. Cool. And um, any thoughts you want to leave them with, Charles? Don't be a little B. And, um, you know, <laughs> still offering the options trading workshop. Um, I was able to use options to make about 20 grand in the stock market, probably more, 2,000% ROI, crazy numbers. Um, and I show people how I did it. Only $97, gumroad.com backslash top capital. Also have the long distance real estate investing course, which I show people how we're able to invest in real estate from out of state and make money where it makes sense, not where we live. Um, what else is I going to say? Uh, also, you can find the Black, uh, Black Man Building Wealth Conference. It's on Eventbrite. You could just Google Black Man Building Wealth and it'll come up. Uh, tickets, we still have a few Mamba tickets left over, so only $24. Lock it in. All the funds are being used to bless black men. So looking forward to that. If you know of any African-American men who are looking for funding to start their business, they have a great idea, I would like that idea to be already in progress. We want to invest people who are already doing the work, not people who are thinking about doing the work. So if you have a prototype, if you have something out there, we want to, we want to invest in you. And it's only going to get bigger. We've raised a good amount of money, and the goal is – I just saw that an article. There's a VC fund, I think, that raised $5 million to invest in African-American women startups. Damn. So 
I think that we're going to get there and um, mm-hmm. it's only going to make it better for our women because they need more qualified men to uh, provide and protect. Take them out to work for us. Get, stay home and cook. Yeah, I mean, we made a joke earlier about how on Twitter that people act like 80,000 a year is nothing. But imagine if we get people um, through this conference to get info and knowledge and take action through this conference and like the Black Ownership Weekend Conference and take action. Imagine if we could get like double the number of Black men in this country to make 80,000. What kind of difference that would make? What kind of difference that would make? Man, all people. It's coming. It's coming. We are the revolution. We are the revolution. So, you know, we're going to shout out the, 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 the sponsors, investasateam.com. Uh, shout out friends to the show, like Donald the Voice. Donald. Uh, make sure you get, you go to ownerbeown.com. Um, shout out to our guest, Andre Hatchet. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Andre C. Hatchet. That's H A T C H E double T. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm at Work Money Life. Charles is at Todd Billy, T O D D B I L L I. We're on Instagram at Tweet Talk Podcast. And I like to leave the listeners with these last two thoughts, these last two tweets from the brothers here. Mm-hmm. Charles said, Yo, want everything to be comfortable and fun. Making money won't always be comfortable and fun. Remember that, please. And Andre said, for Black History Month, don't study slavery or Jim Crow this month. Mm -hmm. Study non-struggle time frames. Mm -hmm. Take this month off from reading and watching stuff about slavery and Jim Crow. Let's take a month off and read about successful black people and times when we were getting it. All right. Like so for episode 34 of Tweet Talk, Raphael Charles and guest Andre C. Hatchet, we are out. Oh. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Tweet Talk. To connect with Raphael and Charles on social media, hit them up on Instagram at WorkMoneyLife and at Todd Billy. And come get some more of these bars at, at Blackwell Tweet Talk, at Partner with Millie, and at Bless a Black Man. Now, if you want to send in a voice message, go to anchor.fm forward slash tweet talk forward slash message. And of course, you can always support the podcast at anchor.fm forward slash tweet talk forward slash support. Until then, remember, don't be a little B, build a business. We out.